Bitcoin and crypto overall are very volatile. And maybe this was the all the El Salvador news was more bark than bite. The, the country's pretty much divided. There are people who are big proponents of this, and there are people who are really against it. Crypto overall is going to play a bigger part in our lives. I don't really have a huge incentive to pay my Amazon bill uh, with crypto. Yeah. Because I have to buy crypto with U.S. dollars, and it costs money to do that. Yep. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Capitalist Investor. You got Diamond Hands D and uh, what's my name? Iceman Mark? Iceman. Iceman. <laughs> what's going on, everyone? Thanks for joining us. Um, D, how are you doing today, my man? You know, not too bad, honestly. September's got, the best month of the year, isn't oh, it? Oh, that's gorgeous. I played uh, one of my good friends, my first friend when I moved to Cleveland, uh, all the way back in 1990, was in town for the, the long weekend. Yeah. Play golf on Monday. It was like sunny and seventy-five degrees. Yeah. Oh, it's just you just can't the beat best it, time dude. of the year, man. I mean, I love September weather in the Midwest, in the Northeast. If you're anywhere north, right? <laughs> um, yeah, you get seventy-five to eighty degree days. Mm-hmm. Right, let's say seventy to eighty, and then the evenings are just cool enough that you can throw on a hoodie, right? Like go sit fireside or something. Like I, I just I love September, man. It is the greatest <laughs> month ever. By far. Absolutely. So now that we're in September, um, let's talk about what we want to discuss on today's show, which is uh, crypto. Right. So crypto, there was some big crypto news out this month, um, and crypto moved pretty substantially, probably in the opposite direction of what most people would <laughs> expect. Right. Right. So um, let, let me just kind of set the stage here and then you can chime in here. But, but basically what happened recently is that, uh, El Salvador came out and said that they were going to accept Bitcoin as a legal currency, mm-hmm. which should be good, right? I mean, if you think about it like that, that should be good for crypto. It, it legitimizes crypto. It legitimizes Bitcoin. Uh, it's being used as a legal tender, all that stuff. However, uh, if I look at my Coinbase account, it's down quite a bit. <laughs> <Right. You know? laughs> so uh, Bitcoin did not respond positively to that news. It actually uh, sold off quite a bit. So right. I think it, do you have any idea where it was prior to the sell-off? I think it was over 52,000. Yep. It was, it started the day around 53,000 and plunged as much as 19%. Um, and I think it's banging around uh, the $46,000 level right now. Yep. So that is a big, big, big pullback. Not what you would expect when a country decides they are going to use Bitcoin as a legal currency. Right. What's your take on this? So I I think the the pullback was the result of kind of the yeah, I don't know if disastrous is is the right term, but it was a it was a rocky start. Um basically the the app Am I saying this right? Chivo? Chivo wallet? C-H-I-V-O. So that's like the, the Coinbase wallet, essentially. Um, that's where you, you buy your Bitcoins and spend your Bitcoins. That was the app that the government created. That wasn't immediately available in the App Store, which is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there was protests on the streets. Um, a lot of people are against using Bitcoin as a 
as a legal tender. And um, the the country is pretty much divided. They they are there are people who are big proponents of this, and there are people who are really against it. And I don't know how much experience you have, Mark, and in, in in you know trying to use Bitcoin to buy stuff. Um, but there is definitely a steep learning curve that you need to go through before you're comfortable using yeah. uh, the crypto. Yep. Um, and it's a steep learning curve, man. Because I'm, you know, I don't consider myself a you know a, a brainiac or anything like that. But I'm I'm pretty smart, and, and it it is difficult to to kind of get used to using uh, especially at the beginning we can get into that a little bit um but that that there were there were big problems launching uh crypto a, as the currency and it was a, a pretty big sell-off in response to it yeah so i don't know if it was like a buy the rumor sell the news if it had to do with uh glitches with the wallet um Maybe that just shows that maybe crypto's not quite ready. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's a little premature to be adopting it. But you know, maybe there was a bit of a head fake. Maybe this was the all the El Salvador news was more bark than bite. You know, because mm-hmm. if you think about it, El Salvador is a very very poor country, very poor. Um, it is mostly a paper currency country. Like they're they're not using credit cards. Mm-hmm. They're not paying digitally. They still use cash. Right. And Bitcoin, you cannot, you can't carry Bitcoin around in, in your pocket. No. I mean, it's, it's digital. Um, what percentage of, of, uh, of, of people in El Salvador have a smartphone where you could walk around and like literally use Bitcoin? Like a very, very low percentage, I'd assume. I, I, I honestly, I try to find some numbers on all that stuff. I could not. But yes, between the you know availability of the internet and how many people have smartphones um, in a country like El Salvador, El Salvador, it seems like that would be the number one problem right away. Yeah. So look, Bitcoin and crypto overall are very volatile. Okay. But you know, if I if I were to live in a country where they did not have a stable currency, and I haven't done any research on El Salvador's currency, I don't even know what it is. They don't they don't have one. So what are they? They were using the US, US dollars. dollars. Yep. All right. Um, I was in Argentina, uh, Buenos Aires. Um, I think that in like 2013 or 14. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about the Argentine peso, um, it uh, it crashed before. And then, so I was down there with my wife in 2013 or 14, and people were literally trading dollars for, for pesos and vice versa on the black market. Mm-hmm. Like you'd go to a corner and someone would have like a duffel bag of cash right. and you would exchange it there. And the, the exchange rate was better than if you would do it the legitimate way. Right. And then when we came back home and I think we flew in through Houston, I still had, I don't know, maybe $1,000 worth of Argentine pesos in, in U.S. dollars in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And I went to go and trade them. And I forget exactly what happened, but um, maybe it was too late at night for me to exchange them. They weren't willing to hold that currency overnight, so I couldn't exchange them. And lo and behold, uh, the currency tanked again a couple months later. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you live in one of these poor countries, 
as volatile as Bitcoin is, it might be safer than your local currency, right? which sure. is weird. Mm -hmm. Is it safer than the U.S. dollar? No, it's not. It's definitely a risk on asset. And that's something that I was asked about on, on Varney's show this morning. Mm -hmm. You know, if the stock, if the stock market pulls back, you think Bitcoin's going to go up or down? And my response is, well, I think it'll go down because it's a risk asset. Right. Right. Um, so I just, I, I find it very, very, very interesting that, um, and, and I would expect more countries with unstable currencies to probably go the route of El Salvador mm -hmm. and, and begin to accept Bitcoin as legal tender. The issue is like, do people have the iPhones and the smartphones to be able to even use that currency in the first place? Right. You know? And apparently they do. Uh, but that that was one of my biggest takeaways from from researching uh, for this show today. Um, it is a good, you know, it's it's a start. I don't know if it's a good start, but it's definitely a start. It's definitely breaking down some barriers for sure, right? But what you said is is exactly right. Um, countries like El Salvador, El Salvador, them adopting Bitcoin as a currency and even their national currency. It makes a lot of sense, at least yeah. in theory. So we we need to be watching to see if other countries are around El Salvador and in that you know kind of Latin America area uh, who are all, all very similar um, uh, sociologically and um, you know financially too. What <laughs> what is going to be the catalyst that 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 takes us from where we are right now, kind of almost um, experimenting? It's kind of like a beta test right yeah. right now. Um, what is going, what needs to happen to take it up to the next level where multiple countries are using it. And if you can break those barriers, it would, it would be a groundbreaking thing. And I think a really good thing, um, you know, can you imagine all those countries just having one currency you know, know. trading on your phone? I mean, it, it sounds great. Um, but, but will it happen and how long will it take? You know, that, that's my second big question is from where we are right now, how long is it going to take? For other countries to adopt this and have it be successful. Okay. And then how hard will the U.S. fight against it? Because the dollar is the reserve currency of the world, mm -hmm. which gives us a lot of benefits. Right. As soon as the, you don't need the dollar anymore as the reserve currency, because any currency can be readily converted into crypto, <laughs> like we lose our advantage. We lose, not all of it, but we lose some of our advantage. Don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's why, um, you know, I would think the U S does, you know, want, wants to stand in, in the way of the rise of crypto. Right. Without a doubt. Um, let's, let's pivot for a second and we can come back and talk more about this. But while, while we're on the topic of crypto, um, you know, Tony recently wrote a, a blog on how to buy NFTs and, right. And we're talking about having uh, uh, Spray on here to do a little show about it. Mm -hmm. But I heard last week, and I'm, I'm super excited about this, dude, because I don't want to carry a wallet anymore. Mm -hmm. All right. So I heard last week that Apple is finally going to have a way to allow you to have your ID on your phone. Right. Driver's license, your state ID, whatever it is, to have it on your phone. Now, Apple is using like facial recognition to verify that ID. Mm -hmm. There were some questions and concerns about the privacy behind that. Like, do you really want Apple to have 
access to that? You mm-hmm. know, it, you know, are, are you giving them too much information? What, what if they get hacked, you know, stuff like that. And that lead me, that led me to once again, question, uh, why aren't we using NFT and Ethereum technology to get driver's licenses and IDs on people's phones? I mean, that would make sense to me, right? Because absolutely with an NFT, you know that that is the only one out there. Mm-hmm. You know it. There's a technology behind it that will that will verify that that is the only painting or what whatever it is that you that you own. Digital painting, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it, it has me wondering, like, when why why is Apple just using facial recognition? Why not the NFT technology? I completely agree. Uh, and I would say probably right now, cause it's too complicated. <laughs> you yeah. It's really my only answer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, we will get into, you know, probably at least a couple shows cause <laughs> it takes a while to explain it to people. It does. Um, <laughs> and you have to get through some laughter as well. Um, you know, people paying, you know, 1.5 million bucks for, you know, a picture of a rock. It's crazy. It's <laughs> is, is pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, that, that, what you said right there, that is exactly what this blockchain technology that everyone's been talking about for five years yeah. is really all about, right? It provides secure, um, in, encrypted is the wrong word, but you get basically every, thing out there, whether it's a, you know, an NFT or a picture of your uh, driver's license has its own unique code. Yep. Um, so that's part of what makes it complicated, but also what makes it really, really secure. Um, so that would be and, and and what you said right there as well. The applications are virtually unlimited yeah. <laughs> to what you can do with it. Right. And, and the key is, um, so a couple of things I want to mention. Number one, facial recognition is imperfect. Mm-hmm. When, whenever there's a picture of my oldest daughter posted on Facebook, it wants to tag me. Right. right? Like, <laughs> it is imperfect. And, and you know, that, that's understandable. But the second thing is without an NFT technology, you're, go, you're going to run the risk of, of people having counterfeit driver's licenses, mm-hmm. right? I mean, man, I wish it was that easy when we were 20 <laughs> trying to, to buy beer, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it wasn't that easy. Like, I mean, I, I, I thought I did the best job possible, uh, you know, trying to do a little Photoshop work, you know, <laughs> but, um, it, it wasn't as easy as just snapping a picture, you know, not, like, nope. man, the game has changed, dude. The <laughs> game has changed. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of pivoted away from our, our, Bitcoin discussion around El Salvador, because I I think crypto overall is going to play a bigger part in our lives. Um, Dude, I love using Apple Pay. Mm -hmm. Have you started using it? Absolutely. It's amazing. I just, I pull out my phone, I double click it. It looks at me and boom, I put my credit or put my phone right in front of the credit card machine and I'm done. Yes. It's a beautiful thing. Totally awesome. Beautiful. Yep. Um, I would love to have my ID on there too. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and there, there's probably got to be a way for the ID to be used like via Apple pay, like in a, in a manner like that, where you're not handing your phone across to someone else where, where they're actually physically touching it. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause we're, we're living, everything is moving towards contactless. So it, it would probably, probably be something where 
just like your iPhone is scanned for Apple Pay, it would be scanned for your driver's license and, you know, boom, it would pop up with your date of birth and you're old enough to buy beer or whatever. Yep. You know, um, I'm looking forward to that because I'm sick and tired of carrying around a wallet. Yeah, me too. I'm pretty much done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think is next for Bitcoin? You know, given that, you know, it kind of it ran up pretty nicely over the course of the last, I don't know, 60 days or so. Um, a third world country, essentially, is adopting it as legal currency. And the thing just kind of sold off. Like, wh- wh- where's where does Bitcoin go next? You know, it's <clears throat> it almost seems as <clears throat> the as it gets out there more, as more people are talking about it, as it has more applications like in El Salvador it almost seems like the more that happens, the more the problems come up yep. and are, are brought to light because uh, there are still lots of problems. It, it, my opinion, the biggest problem are the fees involved. So, you know, we've talked on the show before about Amazon, you know, maybe one day accepting Bitcoin or other cryptocurrency. And when that happens, it's going to be a huge, you know, bump up in, in, in the price of crypt, of uh, Bitcoin and and I agree with that still, but right now, you know, I don't really have a huge incentive to pay my Amazon bill uh, with crypto. Yeah, because I have to buy crypto with U.S. dollars, and it costs money to do that. Yep. Um, whereas if I can put it on my credit card, um, there's no fees to do that, and I get you know benefits for my credit card. Yep. So. You know, the, the volatility we already talked about, that's going to be an issue for a while. You know, obviously, we're, we're primarily dealing with retirees and pre-retirees. You know, can you imagine, you know, getting ready to retire and you got, you know, $150,000 of cash that you've saved up over the last 10 years to be your frontline spending? And, you know, day one of your retirement is worth 20% less. You know, that is a big problem uh, as well. And I think some of those issues are, are just getting a little bit more attention. Yep. So, so yeah, Bitcoin as a as a as a primary legal tender for a country, it's great, great to think about. Um, but when you get into the the, the details and it actually you know uh, uh, rolls out, there are problems with it still. Yeah, I agree. So from here, you know, I don't know where the price goes from here, um, but. I think the next shoe to drop, as I mentioned earlier, if more countries, so if El Salvador gets through all these issues and come out and it comes out the other side, um, and more countries start adopting it, I think that is when you'll you'll see a, a big bump up in, in the Bitcoin and crypto market. Yeah, and, and that, you know I've said this before, but if Amazon were to begin accepting payment, you know. Bitcoin, if it's around 50,000 bucks now, it would definitely be over 100,000 tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Maybe 200,000 if Amazon were to begin accepting payments. Um, I think the ride for Bitcoin and crypto is going to be bumpy. Mm -hmm. Lots of peaks and valleys. It's a volatile asset class. It is a risk asset. Um, But I do think in the long run, it goes up. Yep. I really do. Um, Obviously, there are some regulatory headwinds. Um, There's a taxation headwind. Um, so there's a lot of headwinds that lead me to believe, you know, a lot of the easy money has been made. I don't want to say all the easy money. I think there's still tremendous upside. Um, you know, do I, what's my target on Bitcoin? I don't know. I mean, five years from today, I, it, it wouldn't, 
It wouldn't surprise me if it were trading at over 200,000 a mm-hmm. coin right. five years from today. And that's 4X where it's at right now. Um, it could trade even higher than that. And that wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. I don't think Bitcoin goes to zero. You know, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I think there's a lot of money in there at this point and mm-hmm. people are, people use it. They, they are using it. Oh yeah. Right. Um, so I think this just kind of uh, reiterates something we've said before D, which is own an amount that you're comfortable with it essentially going to zero, mm-hmm. right? Maybe that's 10% of your portfolio. If you're close to retirement, maybe it's three to 5%. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's 1%. Um, if you're 22 years old, maybe it's a third or half, right? I mean, it depends on how much risk you're willing to take, but I think you need to own enough that you'd get excited if it three X's or five X's or 10 X's. Um, but you're also not going to lose your lifestyle if it goes to zero. Mm -hmm. And that, I think that's the key. Yep. For sure. And I'm still dollar cost averaging into it, uh, like we talked about before. You know, just buying a set amount each month. Yep. Um, and and I've bought a couple times on the dips too. I saw your tweet yesterday. Um, you know, not adding huge dollars, but you know, when it dips down, I usually yep. throw throw a few more bucks in there. Yeah, and I've uh, I've started to branch out from Bitcoin. So I, I haven't bought a lot of Bitcoin recently. Um, I now own more Ethereum than Bitcoin. Um, a lot of that just has to do with. Um, Ethereum rising faster than Bitcoin over right. the last couple of months. But I've also branched out into um, Polygon um, and uh, Polkadot. Oh, really? Yeah. So I've, <laughs> I've got a couple of buddies who, uh, who are, you know, quote unquote, crypto gurus who know a lot more than I do. And one said, uh, buy some Poly and the other one said, buy some Polkadot. And so uh, right. I'm, I'm branching out, dude. I'm branching I'm gonna, out. I'm going to go buy some Polkadot right now. <laughs> <laughs> Any final thoughts, my man? Uh no, but it, it it's an it's it's definitely an interesting ride, man. It's it's um it's come a very, very long way and it, I'm very excited to see how it unfolds. Yeah. Buckle up, baby. Yep. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. As always, if you have questions, shoot us an email, info at swpconnect.com. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rock solid five star review and and write us a little message and then we'll we'll get you some swag down the road. Um, as always, thanks for joining us. Talk to you next week. The opinions expressed in the podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any investment, legal, financial, or tax strategy. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. Please consult a qualified professional about your individual needs.